0: Good morning for Friday, December 16th, 2016. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page. Hurdles for U.S. in fight against hackers. China's signal on sea bases, we're armed. And partisan gulf grows wider in North Carolina. In today's national headlines, going once, coffee with Ivanka Trump, white supremacist is guilty in church massacre, And scientists say the clock of aging might be reversible. In today's business headlines, hacked Yahoo records for sale on the dark web. Six generic drug makers accused of fixing prices. And California to regulate energy use of desktop computers. There will be more business stories, more national and world news. A roundup from the sports page and New York Times columnist Paul Krugman. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story hurdles for U.S. in fight against hackers. Reported by Adam Goldman and Matapuzo. When a suspected Russian cyber criminal named Dmitry Ukrensky was arrested in Thailand last summer, the American authorities hoped they could whisk him back to New York for trial. But the Russian authorities moved to persuade Thailand not to extradite him, saying that he should be prosecuted at home. African officials knew that if Ukrainsky got on a plane to Moscow, he would soon be back at work in front of a computer. The dispute over Ukrainsky highlights the difficulties that the United States faces in combating Russian hackers, including those behind the attacks on the Democratic National Committee. That hack influenced the course of a presidential campaign and was the culmination of years of increasingly brazen digital assaults on American infrastructure. The United States has few options for responding to such hacks. Russia does not extradite its citizens and has shown that it will not easily be deterred through public shaming. You can indict 400 people, they don't care, said Robert Anderson, who until last year served as the FBI's most senior executive overseeing computer investigations. The American government divides the cybersecurity world into two categories, attacks directed or sponsored by governments and those conducted by criminals. But Russian hacking defies easy categorization, American officials say, because the Russian government tacitly supports many private hackers and occasionally taps them for freelance government work. In May 2009, for instance, secret service agents met in Moscow with their counterparts in the Russian Federal Security Service. The Americans said they were investigating a hacker who had installed malicious code in the software that some American businesses used to process credit card transactions. The hacker was stealing millions of credit card numbers and selling them. The agents provided a name, Roman Selesnev, and the aliases he used online. His father was a member of the Russian parliament. The Secret Service had followed his digital trail to Vladivostok, and they asked for help catching him. Within weeks, all evidence of Selesnev's online identity vanished. Rather than advancing the case, the Russian government had set it back, the American authorities believed. Prosecutors described their conclusion in court documents. Further coordination with the Russian government would jeopardize efforts to prosecute this case. The American authorities were left to pursue Seleznov by themselves. The Russians are not always uncooperative. This week, They deported a man wanted by the FBI on charges of stealing hundreds of millions of dollars from Wall Street banks. But Joshua Samuel Aaron, 32, who was arrested Wednesday at John F. Kennedy International Airport after arriving on a flight from Moscow, is an American, not a Russian.